Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Vodka Melonade. I need everyone to say a little prayer for me because I've been hearing a lot of ruckus downstairs from my bonehead neighbor who is always loud as hell, but it's different ruckus. It almost has a whiff of moving out ruckus. He may be getting out of here, guys. He may be moving on. So I need everyone to send a little good energy my way that he is packing up and moving somewhere very, very far away. This is excellent news for me. For the rest of the community, I am just so excited that this is potentially finally ending. He has been a domestic terrorist and I cannot wait to see him walk out that door and be like, don't let the door hit you with the good Lord split you, you jerk. (laughs) That sounds kind of bad, but I don't care. I am going to revel in this. I can't wait to see him get the heck out of (laughs) here. Anyway, today on um, our episode, I wanted to talk about uh, one of my hobbies that I have been um, growing and learning about over the past few years. I'd say I got into it back in maybe late 2018, early 2019, um, and that is tarot card reading. Now, if you know me, like know me, know me, then you know this is something that I am um, really interested and fascinated by. Um, But if you don't, boom, I'm into tarot reading (laughs) Um, and astrology because they're very, very closely linked. Now, I know some people, they think of tarot card reading, they think of Miss Cleo or, you know, someone with a crystal ball telling the future, you know, that's so Raven type stuff, but it's not necessarily that, Um, you know, tarot cards, it's, it's a deck of cards. Um, There's 78 cards in a deck and each card in the deck has its own imagery and symbolism and story to tell. And depending on how you draw them out, you can, you know, learn a lot about whatever it is you're seeking insight into at that time. Now, there are 22 cards in the deck that are referred to as the major arcana cards and they represent life's karmic and spiritual lessons and then on the other side there are 56 minor arcana cards and these specific cards they reflect the trials and tribulations that we experience on a daily basis and they're depicted by you know certain imagery on the cards now there are a lot of different decks out there. I have started a little mini collection over the years. I think I have maybe like seven different decks. And depending on how I'm feeling or what I'm drawn to in the moment, I may grab one over the other. Right now, um, I know I got a really special one for my birthday that I've been drawn to um, over the last few months. Um, but the basic ideals are the same. Now, much like a regular deck 
you know, for playing, like playing cards, there are different suits within the tarot deck and they represent different things. So when you, when you draw them, you know that this particular reading could be dealing with this particular element of, of your life. So there are the suit of cups, the suit of pentacles, the suit of swords, and the suit of wands. Now the suit of cups that deals with your feelings, your emotions, intuition, your creativity. Um, these cards pop up in your reading when you are dealing with your relationships or your emotional connection with yourself and others. Uh, the suit of pentacles that is all about your finances, material possessions, your work. When these cards pop up, you know, you can kind of get a lot of insight into your career and your financial wealth. The suit of swords, it's uh, all about your thoughts, your words, your actions. If these cards pop up when you're reading, um, this can be dealing a lot with uh, getting your ideas across, making decisions or asserting your power. Um, and the last suit is the suit of wands and the suit of wands represents your energy, your motivation and your passion. Um, these pop up when you are trying to get some insight into your life person, your life purpose, excuse me, um, your spirituality or, you know, any new ideas that you may be wanting to put out into the world. Now, each suit has 10 numbered cards, again, just like a regular playing deck, and then they have four court cards. So you have your king, your queen, your page, and your knight. Now, you know, the, the meanings of these cards and how they play against and with the, oh my Jesus, these cats are about to get sent back to San Bernardino. This is a life of someone who is a cat mom and trying to build their brand. These cats are on their cat crack today, so I apologize if there's any background noise. I will do my best to muzzle them. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, so there, there are different cards, different meanings to the cards, different um you know, themes, they play up and with each other. So depending on what you're asking in that situation, depending on what kind of clarity you're trying to get, you can kind of self interpret the cards to align with your situation, depending on what their basic meanings are. Now, I just kind of stumbled into being curious about tarot reading. I don't know how it popped up but you know if you're on YouTube enough and you kind of fall down a couple of rabbit holes here and there it's going to start suggesting things for you I believe one day I was just kind of browsing YouTube and this um, this video popped up and someone was doing a tarot reading for their viewers on YouTube and I was like I'm thinking, you know, people who quote unquote tell your fortune, this is before I knew what it really was, or people who could do things like this. I thought you had to be in front of them. I thought you had to go to like a carnival and go to their tent and they had to rub their crystal ball and it had to be in like real time. So I was curious. I was like, how is someone doing a tarot reading, you know, online pre-recorded for people to view? So I clicked on it and basically what it was, was you know, this person had four random piles and you had to tap into your intuition and choose a pile that you feel you were most drawn to. And whatever this pile was, this woman, she she picked that pile, like say you chose number two. So you fast forward the, the video to number two and she would display the cards and somehow 
what she said directly applied to my current situation at the time. And I was blown away. And I mean, it was to the T because what she really wanted you to do in the beginning was to take a moment, take a deep breath, clear your mind, just, you know, really take a few minutes to center yourself and choose a pile, you know, based on your intuition, really tap into that. Don't just be like, oh, I like that one. That one looks pretty. I like that color. Just whatever you were drawn to. And I really did what she said and I picked the pile and it applied to me. And I swear I was just kind of hooked ever since. So I went into a deep dive on YouTube of different tarot readings. And then that kind of turned into, well, what what exactly is tarot anyway? You know, is that something that I can do? What do the cards mean? You know, where did it come from? It, it just it just turned into a full blown hobby. And I've been hooked ever since. I got my first tarot card tarot card deck, excuse me, shortly after. And I've just been learning ever since. And I'm really enjoying it. Now, again, like I said, this isn't necessarily a fortune telling tool. I don't spread the cards out and say, oh, you know, this is going to happen on this date. You're going to win the lottery. These are the lottery numbers. Like, it's nothing like that. What I personally use it for is for um, stress relieving. Um, to kind of ease my anxiety, help me gain clarity over certain situations, and to meditate. That's what I primarily for myself use it for. You know, if I'm going through a stressful time at work, if I'm, you know, having anxieties about a relationship, if I'm, you know, really upset about, you know, maybe something with, with a family member or I just want to know how my week is going to go or, or, you know, get some messages that I can keep in mind to take into the next week with me, I'll break out the tarot cards. Now, I feel or what I've been learning and what I feel is that tarot cards, especially if you're reading for yourself, it helps you tap into your intuition and helps you kind of release what you already know to be true. It's kind of like when you ask the universe or God for a sign on something that you're dealing with and the next thing you know, you see something and it's like, bam, it's like, yeah, you may have been sent that sign, but whatever that sign is, whether it's telling you yes or no, or, you know, whatever you're seeking the sign for, whatever you see is kind of what you already really wanted to see in the first place. And it kind of gives you clarity. If you're like, hey, oh my God, please, I just need a sign that I should take this job, you know, just show me something. And then, you know, this bus goes by with this big sign on it that's like, you know, go for it or good job or, you know, someone winning an award or something like that, you know, and you're like, wow, that's the sign I needed. You're already kind of seeing that you already knew you should take that job. That was just a confirmation you needed for yourself. But, you know, that's that's already your self-interpretation of your situation. So, again, like a lot of the cards have their basic meaning, but how you interpret them and apply them to yourself is really where all the magic happens. And it just makes me feel so... I don't know, it just makes me feel kind of powerful in a way and it makes me feel like I have a control over, you know, my myself and, and my life. And um, I don't know, it just makes me feel very 
competent with my decision making and it helps me get clarity over my own thought process, my own feelings. It helps calm me down, helps me put things into perspective. I know when I first started reading, a lot of the readings I did were like relationship related and I'd be freaking out over, oh my God, like, does he like me? What does this mean? What does that mean? And I swear a lot of the times I would pull cards that would be about, you know, um, believing in yourself and loving yourself and focusing on you and, you know, just focusing on your work, on your family, um, just realizing your self-worth. A lot of that would pop up when I'd be reading about if so-and-so liked me and when that would happen, it's, it just kind of helps you look in. You're like, you know what? It doesn't matter if he likes me. I like me. I have this going on. I have that going on. It just kind of helped me shift my focus, um, and, and ease my anxieties about certain things. And once I realized that it could kind of help me in that way, I, I just haven't looked back. It's just been such a great and supportive tool for myself. As I got a little more comfortable with the cards though, I did start to attempt to read for other people. And I did start to read for my family now and then. They'd they'd just say, you know, show me, you know, what's gonna go on with, with work or, you know, give me some insight into the next week or, you know, just little just little light things here and there. So I know I would read for my cousin and he told me like a couple of times what I've told him has come to fruition. And, you know, I'm not saying like I'm not a fortune teller, but I think, you know, whatever I saw and I interpreted, it just tapped into what he already believed and felt. And I think that it it just kind of manifests into what you want anyway. And I really am a firm believer in manifestation and taking control of your destiny and your future. And you know, if I can help someone else tap into that, then that's all the better. Plus, it was helping me learn and grow my hobby of the tarot reading in the first place. So everybody was winning. (laughs) Once I was feeling a little bolder, I actually opened up, I don't want to say my services, but, you know, to expand my learning of it, I made a post on Instagram, um, just asking anyone if they were interested in like a free reading, if they had a question or a situation they're wanting some clarity about just to DM me a question and I would record a tarot reading for them and send it to them. And two of my friends, uh, Tanya and Deem at the time they reached out and they're like, sure, like, you know, why not? So they sent me what they wanted to know about. And I recorded like two full on videos. I had the cards laid out. I explained everything. I, I told them what I interpreted based on their situation. And they both told me that it really did help. Um, I think one was like more personal and the other was more career focused, but just getting that feedback just made me excited. Like this isn't something I'm trying to make a career out of, but it just made me excited that, you know, what I was learning was actually sticking and that it was being applied in real time and in real life and it was helping someone. And again, that just made me want to consume more. It's like, what else can I learn? How, what else can I do with this? What other aspects of tarot reading are there? I I just, I was hype. (laughs) Now, getting into tarot reading, it's kind of a natural progression because I was 
previously really interested in astrology and they're closely, if not directly, linked to each other. Um, you know, astrology focuses on the stars and the planets and, you know, where everything was in the sky when certain events happened. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's just all about that celestial universe. And tarot reading focuses more on the spiritual and self aspect of it. So when you combine the two, it really just bursts the doors of knowledge and and self-perception wide open I'm not a super religious person you know like with the bible and everything but I do believe in a higher power I believe in the universe I do believe in things being divinely guided and things happening for a reason and you know astrology you know it's fun to learn about (laughs) and I do think a lot of it applies same with the tarot reading but you know at the end of the day I'm not like making major life and death choices by it I don't live and die by this stuff it's it's really interesting to read and the more I get into it the the more true things seem to be but you know I'm not out here like oh if you're this sign, I'm not going to talk to you. You know, you, you, you're you definitely this type of person if you're uh, Sagittarius or whatever. Now, the only thing I will say is I will never date another Virgo man. That's the only hard and fast rule I have about astrology. Okay. But everything else, you know, it's just fun to learn about. There are a lot of similarities between the signs. There's a lot of things that ring true for a lot of signs and you know as far as compatibility is concerned temperament you know I've gotten into reading people's birth charts because you know we're more than just our sun sign which is the sign that everybody knows there's a lot of different components when it comes to astrology as I'm learning and it's just so fun to read about and to learn about and I know a lot of people don't believe in it. They think it's, you know, stupid. You know, as soon as they hear, some people hear you're into astrology, they roll their eyes. They're like, oh, you're one of those. I'm like, yeah, I am one of those. And you're probably a Virgo. (laughs) But that's fine. You know, everybody believes what they're going to believe. I'm not here to sway people one way or the other. I just really hate when people automatically bash those who are into astrology or tarot reading or they judge it you know astrology is fun and a lot of astrology is proven I mean I really do believe in the moon and the stars I mean the moon is so powerful it literally can change the tides it literally you know when there's a full moon people act a little different you know, if, if the moon can push and pull the water on the earth, we're mostly water. I 1000% believe that we can be swayed by the moon and just the stars in general. And all that was here way before us. And I think it's very powerful. And I think we can learn a lot. And I think it's fascinating. Not a lot of people do. And that's great. Like I said, I'm not here to convert people. But don't bash me or others who are into it. I mean, it's not hurting anyone. Um, You know, what's it to you if I believe that you came from Satan himself because of your birth date? Virgos, I'm looking at you. 
sorry this is a this is turned into a Virgo hate campaign I apologize I really don't but <laughs> just let people like what they like you know I, I I don't understand it and you know also that's with astrology with tarot reading you know some people think that it's evil dark-sided you know I had a quote-unquote friend tell me once that tarot reading was dark-sided and that when you read tarot cards it uh, opens up portals to the devil and she's completely wrong but I also got to wonder why she would want to be friends with someone who could actually do that like you be in danger girl why are you my friend (laughs) Uh, you know I am really having fun doing this podcast this is episode four Um, I'm learning a lot you know I'm trying to get better at editing I have to just say this to just clear my mind because last week I uploaded an episode that had a major editing issue it kind of cut a section out of what I was saying and some people didn't notice I definitely noticed some people heard it but they said it wasn't a big deal I don't know if they were just being nice or what but I feel like it will haunt me I was unable to edit it in a way that would make it better um, and this isn't scripted or anything so it's not like I could just re-record it, it's kind of in the moment as I want it to be and it just I, I couldn't edit it and re-upload and I didn't want to take it down I want the continuity I want the consistency up there you know weeks and weeks down the line I want to just be able to say that I uploaded every Sunday and I so I'm just leaving it alone it's 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 basically a learning experience because now I know I need to save certain files a certain way so that if something happens I can go back and just patch it up um, and it'll just be better going forward I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna make a hundred thousand billion more mistakes so I just got to eat this it's still early on and I'm still getting the hang of it but overall I'm still very much enjoying this process and again I appreciate everyone who has been listening and tuning in um, you know as fun as it's been, it has caused some interesting chain of events and realizations through having this podcast, even just for the few short weeks. Um, there are some people who I considered friends who haven't even acknowledged this podcast. And I'm not doing it to get praise. I'm not doing it so people can give me a gold star and be like, wow, good job, Mel. But it's kind of odd to me that there are you know, people I've known for a long time who just haven't even said anything. I know they've seen my posts. I know they know I'm doing this. I'm not trying to have people drop their busy schedules and tune in to a 30 plus minute podcast if they don't want to. But a little, hey, Mel, that's cool, would do. You could never listen to it. But just an acknowledgement, if we were really friends, you know, there's someone I've known for over a decade and talk to every single day, nearly that entire decade. They've gone radio silent since I posted this podcast a few weeks ago. And, you know, it's pretty disappointing, but it's shined a very bright light on this friendship 
you know, I know and I, I know I've been a very great and supportive friend and I expect that in return and I know they're not dead and they're still fine and living life. So I, I really don't know why they haven't reached out. Um, you know, I've never been one to have a bunch of super close friends um, since preschool, really, two has always been my limit. <laughs> I, my very two best friends in preschool were two girls named Emily and Vanessa. And I think just ever since then, at every you know given stage of my life, I've always had a couple of super close friends. And then I've had, you know, people who you're cool with and you're friendly with. But as far as ride or dies or people you confide in, the people you bond with, it's, it's never been more than two, maybe three on a good year, but <laughs> mostly it's been two. I mean, throughout elementary school, I had one or two close friends and then that transitioned into middle school and high school. I left high school with two super close friends. And I honestly thought that those two friendships were going to go to the, the distance. I thought we were going to be, you know, throwing each other baby showers and be in each other's weddings. But, you know, that didn't necessarily happen. Um, you know, I'm going to tell this story. And just as to preface, this isn't something that I stay up at night thinking about this isn't something that I would even mention to a therapist it's just something that happened and it's the facts and it ties into this podcast actually so I had a friend very very close friend we bonded in 10th grade and we were super super close really quickly and that friendship lasted us into our early 20s Um, we spent all our time together we confided in each other we went through our first real like heartbreaks together I mean if I was having a rough time at home I could like honestly leave and go to her house even if she wasn't there and just wait for her because we were cool I was cool with her family she was cool with mine I mean we were really like freaking frack okay um sometime in like 2012 I remember I was working at Home Depot and I was at the checkout line just BSing on my phone as you do and I get a text message from her and she's like I know what you did and it's not cool and I'm like haha bitch what are you talking about you know just laughing it off like thinking she's joking she's like I'm not joking I know exactly what you did and what you said and I am just letting you know that it's not cool I'm sensing she's serious, so I take a little break, go off to the side to keep texting her and get more information. And I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? What it what do you mean you know what I said? What do you mean? And she's kind of being stingy with the info, but the way she's coming at me, it's like she has me on camera saying whatever it is she thinks I've said. And I'm I'm pumping her for information. I'm like, look, just what do you think I said? Where where is this coming from? Like, let's talk about this. What's going on? And she's being very reluctant, but I finally get her to tell me. And she says, I know that you said that I am going nowhere in life and that all I care about are boys and that, you know, I'm just never going to be shit. And I'm like, first of all, where did you get this from? I would never say that about you. This is completely out of nowhere. 
I'm 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 shocked. I'm stunned because I would never even say that about my worst enemy out loud. So let alone, you know what I mean? Let alone my very, very number one best friend at the time. So I'm like, who said this? This is crazy. Like, please, like, like, you got to believe me. And she's like, I'm not going to put any names out there. But there's a girl that I'm pretty sure a lot of my listeners, we all went to high school with. (laughs) She told my best friend that I said these things. Now, mind you, this girl I hadn't talked to since, uh, I don't know, we graduated high school, like the day of graduation. So I hadn't even talked to her, let alone revealed this ridiculous, you know, opinion of my best friend to. So I told her, I said, I would never say that about you. She's a liar. And this isn't true. And my friend just kept saying, well, why would she lie? Why would she lie? And I'm like, why would I say that? Why is it more unbelievable that this chick would lie? And not unbelievable that I would say that I would never say that about you. That's not even something I think about you. So why would I say that? And and the, on the very outside, if I did say that to someone, why would I tell her? She and I aren't even friends. I haven't talked to her. I don't have her number. Nothing. And she just was not believing me. Like I said, it was like she had me on candid camera saying these things. It was like she already knew there was no benefit of the doubt. And I was absolutely gutted by that because I'm like, I thought we were closer than that. You're not even approaching it like, well, I heard this. You're not trying to talk it out. You're just like, you have all the evidence you need because this chick just said it was so. And that was just so hurtful to me. I remember I went home and I'm trying to sort this out and figure out how I can like convince my friend that I really didn't say this. I remember crying to my mom about it because I really feel like I was mourning what I thought our friendship was all about. And I felt like that's, it's still something to this day that hurts me the most when people question my character, um, especially when I've been a good friend to them. That's just something that really hurts me deeply. And I hate to cry, but I remember crying about that at the time to my mom. So I went out of my way to disprove this. Okay. I remember I messaged the girl on Facebook and I cussed her ass out and I was like, why would you say this? And she's like, I have no reason to lie, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you're, you're full of shit. I was like, you pulled this out of your ass. I don't know why you're trying to destruct this friendship I have with her. This has nothing to do with you. Why are you doing this? You know, so I really just let her have it. I blocked her. And then it comes out, quote unquote, comes out later. This chick tells my friend, well, you know, Melanie didn't tell me that. She told our other friend so-and-so and he told me this. So she's just, it's just spiraling out of control. There's so many holes in her story. The person she named I'm closer to, but I also haven't spoken to in a while. So I go out of my way to call him, call my friend on three way. I have him tell her himself, you know, that I never said this. So he told her, he said, I haven't, you know, I haven't spoken to so-and-so in a while. Melanie, I haven't talked to like, this isn't true. Like Melanie hasn't said this to me. And my friend at the time, all she said was, oh, okay. And that was it. She didn't apologize. She didn't say anything. And both of these people remained friends with this chick who started all this. I think they're still friends with her to this day. 
And the fact that she was still friends with her, I mean, do what you want to do. If you want to be cool with her, knock yourself out. But I just feel like there was no apology. There was no, I'm sorry, Melanie, for doubting you. There was nothing. This caused irreparable damage. We were never the same. Our lives took two different paths. We are not close at all. And it's very unfortunate. And I feel like that is <laughs> the, the catalyst for my trust issues that aren't even romantic with like relationships and dating. They're with friends ever since then. And then another thing happened that's, you know, with my other friend at the time, that's not even worth mentioning because we were kind of like a three package deal at the time. But once that happened, like things just were never the same. We drifted apart. I moved on with my life. She moved on with hers. I think we're still like social media friends. But the fact that she remained friends with this girl that just pushed this self-destruct button on our friendship, it just it just boggled my mind. And I don't really talk about this much. Like my family knows and the people who are involved know. But I bring this up because the other day I was at home or at my grandma's house rather um, talking to my grandma and my aunt and I get a notification on my phone and this chick who caused all these issues back then who lied on me who you know had my friend questioning my character she had the nerve to follow me on Instagram follow my podcast on Instagram and I'm like you bitch <laughs> And I'm a letter follow too. I'm not following back, but if she wants to be curious or whatever, good for her. But she has a lot of, she has a lot of nerve. And if you're listening, I don't like you and you cause a lot of issues. Like I said, I'm not losing sleep over it, but it just kind of took me back for a moment because it's just so random that she will follow the, the, my podcast Instagram, like for what? I've literally had her blocked on every other social media since this happened. Mind you, this was maybe 10 years ago. So for her to follow this, it's just beyond. I can't even comprehend. <laughs> like, girl. After all that happened back then, I did begin to cultivate two more friendships after that. But, you know, in hindsight, looking back, those friendships weren't very deep and honestly launching this podcast kind of helped me realize that the two friendships that I were, were I was kind of holding on to for dear life you know even though they were hanging on by threads I just I just kind of realized that they're just not very reliable or stable I realized that you know I was holding on to them because I didn't really have any other friends and I didn't want to be that girl that doesn't have any I remember reading that um, in dating it's a red flag if a woman doesn't have super close friends any best friends and that kind of sat with me ever since I read it this was years ago um, but you know I think it's a bigger red flag if someone fakes their way through a friendship just to keep it just for the sake of having it and as I'm getting older, I'm finding it easier to release things that don't serve me. And being able to say I have close friends isn't worth it if those friendships aren't real and true and mutual and 
you know, we both show up for each other. Like I'm, I'm currently seeking a therapist who can probably help me work through some of the trauma I've experienced with friendships. Um, but I, I know I've got some trust issues and I know I have some work to do. But, you know, for now, I just know that I'm trying to cut out anything, like I said, that does not serve me. And at the end of the day, I'm realizing I'm really my own best friend. And I, I'm kind to myself. I show up for myself. I love myself. I crack myself up and I'm not dealing with anyone who doesn't do the same anymore. So whether, you know, that's someone who will believe a lie about me or someone who can't even be bothered to send a quick text saying, good for you. You started your podcast. I'm not dealing with that bullshit anymore. So if I have to start from scratch in the friend department, then that's just what it is. I have a great family who I consider my friends. I, you know, I'm dating someone awesome who I consider my friend. And maybe that's just what it is. You know, making new friends at this age is difficult. You know, it has to be organic and I'm not shutting it out completely, but I feel like this is a fresh start in that department and I'm okay with that. And I have definitely started to make peace with it. Hey guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast from the bottom of my heart. I truly appreciate it. Now there's a new episode every Sunday, so be sure to come on back for another round of Vodka Melonade. Bye.